Against all odds. <laughs> Just kidding. Against all odds. Yeah, we kind of squeeze this in. Dude. I... I feel bad because this podcast has low-key slipped my mind mm-hmm. from some of, like, from my day-to-day as... Which has not been the case in the past, probably because I haven't been doing as much. Now it's like snuck up on me. So it's like a bad thing in the sense that like, I really love doing this and it needs to be a priority for me. But it's also like, I'm really glad that I'm busy (laughs) with music stuff. I totally agree. Like the same boat. Because that means that like it's working. (laughs) Right. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, man, I'm tired. Yeah. I've had a long long month so far and i'm only like halfway through yeah and it right now it's looking like october is going to be about the same yeah well congrats and also i'm sorry yeah (laughs) well i mean it's been it's been a good kind of lesson for me because i've had to be super intentional about like my rest time in the sense of like whatever pocket of like alone kind of recharge time i can take Mm -hmm. i need to take yeah um it's made me have to be like super aware of my time and how i'm resting not just like watching tv but making sure like if i have a chance to go to bed earlier Mm -hmm. i do but yeah it's been i've been doing mixes and some traveling and production and mastering i mastered something for the first time so it's fun i've been kind of doing a lot of different stuff but i've had a few production gigs that have been really fun this month as well so you just got done showing me some music mm-hmm. all right yeah working on yeah last weekend i was in florida um working with a band called take lead and it was simply the most fun i've ever had making music probably ever no offense to you yeah i mean working on your ep was great (laughs) (laughs) but it was just the whole nature of the of the trip and traveling and everything it was just like yeah this is the dream (laughs) it was awesome what was like like for me i think getting flown out somewhere is always like I feel like I'm living the dream right now. Right. Like flown out to go make music. Yeah. What what was like that what was like the thing that kind of made it feel like the thing, yeah. I suppose. Um, I mean that was pretty cool. I I technically paid for my own flight, but still, I mean yeah, it was I think it was just like getting paid to travel to go make music. I just had so many moments of like, how is this my job? Yeah. Like I was I was packing my suitcases and like trying to like make sure everything fits and like all my gear and I was like this is so silly and like the, I'm pa- packing for a silly little business trip putting all my silly little toys and and all my suitcases and like this just doesn't seem right yeah like but in the best way yeah um yeah it was just very fun very 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 fun any- it was like fun, but also legit. And I think a lot of times those don't line up. Like a lot of times fun is 
don't know. It, yeah, it was just it was just a perfect combo of like, this is legitimate work, but also, like, it's extremely fun. So, yeah, it was very refreshing and yeah, just great. That's so that's so sweet. I wish I could say the same for my traveling, but my traveling <laughs> has been awful. Yeah, and I hate flying to begin with. And flying anywhere for me just instantly adds a whole load of stress. Right. I think. But I got to well, get used to it, man. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those things. Well, hopefully, uh, next two weekends from now will be a, a like a a fun but also le- somewhat legit. Oh, I thing mean, for I you. think it's just going to be fun. Yeah. Like, because yeah, if for those who don't know, I'm going to. Work with Foxhall in a couple weeks, going up to a cabin in an undisclosed location (laughs) (laughs) to work on some music, and it's going to be so fun. You're going to be the glue. I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be me, (laughs) and hopefully (laughs) it's glue. Uh, Yeah, your personality is like kind of the, the, a great glue between the four of us. I think it's going to be really fun. Dude, I just hope, uh, I hope. I hope our like processes haven't changed too much in the sense of like, I feel like when we worked on the EP together and even when we worked on Parker's music, like we just like kind of understand, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of, cause we live together and, but I just hope with all the other guys in the, in the mix that we're all able to mesh well, which I, I think, think so. Will be I think all of us have grown a lot and, I mean, even just for me last weekend, I learned so much just uh, and just designing a workflow that's fun for everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really awesome. But anyway, um, I think today and just with, I think kind of with the nature of how our lives are right now, we wanted to almost do like a like a check in. Yeah, like a life update. Yeah, kind of like. I don't know, this summer, I think, has been so crazy for both of us. If we can maybe, I think we want to, like, kind of check in and say, like, what have we learned in the last few months? Like, as far as, like, maybe new tricks we picked up or also just, like, lessons we've learned or, like, um, or just kind of where we are. We've kind of talked about where we are, but... I feel like that's that's I feel like that's pretty in line with what we with kind of our original vision for this is like real time updates on like what it's like to kind of do this and grow this. So, yeah, I can go first. Sure. I, I, I mean, I kind of touched on this earlier, but like time management has become like at first time management was just something that kind of hung over my head where it was like, I need to be mindful of how I'm spending my time. But now it feels like minutes are just getting more valuable, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Like, and I said, like, I have to take more time to, you know, rest when, or be more mindful of rest time if I have like an hour to myself or whatever. But I'm just learning time management (laughs) I I don't even know how to just go into more detail than that like because right now my days are looking like 8 to 2 at the coffee shop and then music till about 7pm pretty much every night in some form 
I've been getting masters back um, for an album that I'm producing with Parker that Sam has been doing, mm-hmm. and they've been great. So I've been having to have my listening ear on. I've been right. producing, so I've had to have that hat on. I've been doing like my own mastering because a band wanted me to master something, and I've never done it before, but I was like, hey, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. This music's good. And so I've been learning how to just take different hats on and or take different hats off and right. put different hats on. I just got done with like a five hour vocal recording session, like right before recording this. So <laughs> my brain is fried, but, um, yeah, just time management, being able to put on different hats and take different hats off mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. <laughs> um, Adjusting to time changes because I was in LA for three or four days and there's a three hour time difference. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I didn't have any sort of adjustment period. I went to LA, saw my sister. Yeah, you threw in some Eastern time in there too. Yeah. Central to Eastern. Going to to Atlanta. Pacific and then back to Eastern and then back to Central. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, I'm pretty burnt out. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But it's a, it feels like a better burnout than the burnout I had had like a, like this time last year because these are all things that I am enjoying doing mm-hmm. and like I'm making good money. Like I'm, I made more money this month than I ever have in my entire life, which has been like really great. But like last year, my burnout looked more like I'm not doing anything and I'm just trying to fill my schedule with things that I don't enjoy doing. And I'm also working at the coffee shop a lot more, or I was working at the coffee shop a lot more. And so my balance was just filled with a lot of, like just balancing a lot of things that I didn't want to be doing. But right now my schedule at the coffee shop feels really good. My, like my September is fully booked with things. And so now it's more burnout from just like reaching capacity mm-hmm. as opposed to like stress burnout yeah i guess yeah just kind of rambled there for a little bit now that makes sense that they're totally different types of burnout yeah but i've had some cool songs come out this month i have some cool songs coming out next month in parker's album oh my gosh sam moses he had such he said the kindest thing the other day um to parker it was something like i sent him or we sent him two of the like super like broody kind of like duster songs. Oh, yeah. And he was like, like this kind of, like I had to kind of sit there for a second after <laughs> like listening to these songs because he was like, they're haunting, but beautiful. And like, just, I, it took me a second to kind of, yeah. and I was just like, he did not have to say any of that. Right. Like, I feel like if I was mastering songs at the capacity that he is, I'd just be like, Hear right. your songs. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah, he's <laughs> always very encouraging. Yeah. Like, he always, his his little n- nice kind notes are always really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like he's he used to kind of knowing exactly what a song needs as soon as he hears it. And so I think it's really cool. Like the, those songs, I, I kind of figured that would be the case. You, you sending those songs to him would just make him like, <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> this is, well, hold on a second. <laughs> 
what am I going to do here? What does yeah. this song need? Uh, but yeah, those songs are so good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about them. They're so cool. I've been cooking a lot. A lot more. I've been making salmon. And I had a really good salmon dish the other day. Um, been, I've been making a very good burger that I need to make mm. for you sometime on the cast iron skillet. I'm making smash burgers on a cast iron skillet. Yeah. And yeah, I, I started doing that and they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I made my first one probably at the beginning of the summer mm-hmm. and I've just been like trying to like up my game a little bit, but, uh, Emily has this like, it's, I, I don't know what type of mushrooms, but it's essentially like a mushroom salt. Like, mm. That's like has a bunch of different stuff in it. It's like a seasoning salt, kind of mm-hmm. like Lowry's, but it's so good because it's like has the savoriness of mushrooms, but also has like some like garnish vibes kind of thing, like rosemary and things like that. So making like salmon and burgers with that has been like very interesting. I don't mm. know. I've just been it's good mindfulness. Yeah, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been trying to like stay doing a lot of different things just so I don't like have music mode right. and then sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to stay active in my personal life. Yeah. Which I've honestly been doing pretty well at. Yeah. I feel like. That's great. But yeah, you. <laughs> you just got the Henry rundown <laughs> scattered all over the place. Yeah. Tired kind of thing. Um, yeah, I feel like, so I turned, I turned 23 on July 6th. I started working at the guitar shop on July 5th. And then we went to DC on my birthday we were there for a few days. And I started back at the shop, uh, two days a week once we got back. Um, and after this weekend in Florida, just visiting family and, and, and just doing this awesome project, it's kind of, it's gotten me very reflective on things. And, um, it's, I'm, I, I usually don't have a hard time pinpointing what I'm feeling. I mean, I'm usually able to kind of like look inward and be like, Oh, okay. This is why I feel this way. And kind of know what's going on. Uh, but like right now is the first time in a while that I've just felt like there's a lot going on and like internally just in my head that I can't quite all put together. Um, and I think it's mostly good. I think it's, I think it's kind of a, it's a good energy. I think it's kind of like a, I really, honestly, I think it's just a lot of growth that I haven't really been able to categorize yet. But to me, it seems like 23 so far has been like just getting over myself. Mm. I've felt, I've definitely felt kind of a transition from like, forcing things to work Mm. into just like going with the flow more and letting go of some 
don't know. I'm just getting over myself, honestly. And just like with family stuff, just, you know, like my grandparents are getting older and like, that's, it's kind of something that is, that really makes you think. Um, and yeah, I, I, and just being away from family and my little sister just started college. You know, my parents are empty nesters and it's just like, there's so much transitioning happening right now. Just, I think in every way in my life and in family with like Abigail and my own work and my own personal life, just, um, yeah, it, it's, I think it's all really healthy, but it's just all new and it's really stretching me. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think looking back over the last few months, I really think I, I have been like pushed to kind of just get over myself, whether it's just going with the flow of my family more or, um, I always joke. I, I have like my monthly ex- existential crisis with like work and stuff. And I kind of was approaching one recently and I'm still kind of there, I guess where I was like, why am I not doing more mixing? I've been doing this for so long. Everything else has grown. I'm doing production. I'm doing editing all the time. Why is mixing the one thing that I can't grow as fast as the other things, even though that's the thing that I've done the most and I've pushed the most. And, uh, I was telling Abigail, I'm in a weird place now because I've been doing this long enough now to understand that everything just takes way longer than you think it will. Um, so it almost like it almost it closes my loop of like an existential crisis where I'm like, I feel unsettled because I want to do more mixing, but I also have the wisdom to say, there's no point in worrying about it because it's just going to take a long, it's just going to take longer than it, you think. And there's no sense in forcing it, but it's like, it frustrates myself. Like my own wisdom is frustrating myself. And that's like, yeah. I think that's, that's kind of new for me because before I'd just get frustrated and just like, I don't know what to do, but now I'm frustrated and I'm also like, well, there's nothing you can do. You just have to stay frustrated, basically. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say, like, that's one way to look at it. But, I mean, if the way I'd be looking at it is, like, I seem to be doing other things very well. Right. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. The, I mean, the mixing is tough, like, because you're doing editing for bands that like I feel like you would need to be mixing for like a couple years longer or right. have come up with those bands in yep. order to be mixing their songs because like Matt's doing a lot of mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know how to say this like it sounds like you're killing every opportunity that you're being given mm-hmm. and doing a very good job and you're still like amazing at mixing and oh, I feel thanks. like you're probably like growing into a role, like uh, in some ways, you know, like yeah, you're like quote unquote like internship, like right. stage or whatever. Yeah, like. I think the uh, the identity crisis I have is like I'm doing like I'm doing exactly what I always wanted to do, but it doesn't look anything how I thought it would. 
um, like I am doing music basically full time and I'm doing working on projects that I've, that, that are just amazing and like, I will never not be grateful for, but it, it, uh, it just doesn't look like I thought it would. Like I thought that I would be waking up and mixing every day in a detached studio garage, <laughs> like detached garage studio. Um, by this point, I, and I'm not. So, but like, I'm not failing by any yeah. means. It's just it's not what I wanted it to be. So, um, especially after this past weekend where it, it was just so awesome. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And then coming back into real life immediately after that, where I'm like working to kind of like day job for a few days and don't really have a chance to like catch back up. Uh, yeah, it's just been kind of weird to just kind of get my bearings, I think, and kind of figure out what my, it feels like my values are changing. My priorities are changing, but I haven't quite sorted it out yet. And yeah, it's just a really interesting place to be. So, but yeah, I think that is a lesson going back to kind of lessons of we've learned lately. I think this is a lesson I have been learning since I have started, since I started doing this, I'm kind of starting to understand it more. And it's that everything just takes longer than everything takes longer than you think it will. But at the same time, uh, things that you don't plan on will happen quicker than you think. Yes. And you just have to go with it. It's just like, you just have to be along for the ride. And maybe I'm not mixing every day, but I am doing things that are amazing like this, like this past weekend or or like the Foxhall trip coming up or just getting to edit and like, yeah, just, just be, become friends with people that I have looked up to for a long time. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You just kind of go with the flow more. I think that's, that's my, uh, my aging is like, I'm, I'm kind of growing into this just like, you know, I feel like I'm trying to just chill out <laughs> and yeah, have less control. Like, yeah, I mean, that just sounds like... Or be okay with having less control. Yeah, this just sounds like loosening your grip on like... Yeah, just allowing some control to be given up. Yeah. I feel like I've been a little bit of the opposite. Like, I feel like I've always just kind of been like... Yeah, you want me to mix your song? Like, I'll do my best. <laughs> like, you want me to ma like master your song? I'll do my best. But now I feel like I'm kind of honing in a little bit more on mm -hmm. things. And like, especially in production, like I'm very much starting to see a process kind of form in like my workflow, which I've never really tried to notice because I haven't really cared enough to like, like I, I've always been like anti-process when it came to production. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want it to be different every time and you know, I want my approach to be unique every time. And I think like my approach changes based on who I'm working with just because 
the way I record vocals is not going to work from person to person like every single time. Some right. people, like for example, some people like punching in, some mm -hmm. people like just doing a bunch of full takes and you just comp them. Like, right. like it, it depends, but I'm starting to see kind of like my, how I work, I guess, which is pretty interesting. I never really thought that <laughs> that would happen for me. And I feel mm -hmm. like I'm getting more kind of I'm getting more rigid in my process and the way I like to do things, which is pretty interesting for mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I mean, and you have to have both, too. Yeah. You have to have structure in place to, like, manage all the projects you have going on and, like, have processes. Because, I mean, having some workflows that you can just, like, go to without thinking, like, that is part of doing it professionally I feel like and that's especially if you're working with somebody who somebody new like if you if you have a thing that you do and it's the way you do it and it's the way you prefer to do it and they don't like I feel like it's really good to just be the make the decision of like alright this is how we're doing it yeah people like that some, I feel like some people like need that structure yeah but it's also been really cool to like have different like different approaches for different types of music because like r honestly right now i'm working on a americana album i just worked i just recorded piano for like a bro country record i'm doing the stuff with parker mm -hmm. i'm working on some r&b stuff like as well with cooper's music and then i just got done doing like a singer songwriter thing and like i'm starting to learn different problem solving skills per different types of music, I suppose. Like, miking amps differently based on, like, the type of music that I'm playing or, like, different plugins I'm reaching for based off the type of music that I'm, like, making, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's been, it's been interesting to, like, have, like, a pretty defined toolbox, yeah. I guess, in the sense of, like, okay, I'm doing a singer-songwriter thing, probably not going to reach for the Kemper like for guitar tones on this one like right. this might need to be like amp in a room mm -hmm. type of thing <clears throat> whereas before I would just try everything you know yeah and there is a time and place for just like sandbox experimentation like anything goes but I'm also learning when and where just to be like this is I think this is like the way to do it and just choosing that right and committing to something yeah um based off of like your experience in that field of music, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So it's been really cool to like, again, put different hats on, take different hats off, you know? Yeah. And I feel like my conglomerate or the, the like all, all the roads are coming together, honestly, to this Fox Hall weekend mm -hmm. because I feel like everybody in that band has a similar personality to like the different types of people that I've worked <laughs> with this month, yeah. which has been <laughs> funny. But I, I don't know. I've never like worked with like a band mm -hmm. before. So I'm very excited to see how <laughs> yeah. this plays out because I feel like I try to be pretty one, one to one with mm -hmm. like people that. I'm talking to and I hope that I'm able to like evenly delegate like my attention to everybody in the band's needs right. as far as but I mean again it's also not all on me to make y'all's record happen 
but I also need to like be able to like yeah bounce around from person to person. Right. Yeah, we'll have to kind of figure out the the flow and some roles, I think. But because like you, for example, you're a lot more analytical, very precise, very detail oriented, Mm -hmm. and I know that about you. But with like someone like Cameron. I'm sure he also has times where he can be that way, but I also see him as being like a very big picture, mm-hmm. kind of like big idea type person. And so like, I'm gonna have to be able to switch from like talking to you about like this hit, like at this measure, <laughs> like needs to feel like this. Right. Whereas I'm like, I gotta be able to like get the overall vibe that like Cameron's wanting, but then like sit down with Noah, like with his guitar parts and be like, you know, we're all talking about guitar Mm -hmm. and rhythm with Caleb. And it's like, it's already overwhelming me (laughs) thinking about it, but it's also the most exciting thing like ever because it's going to be like the different modes I go to from day to day are going to have to be turned on much quicker. And I'm going to have to like turn on detail mode with mm-hmm. you but then like go back to like vibes with Cameron and I'm, I don't know I'm yeah. just excited I'm excited yeah well dude I mean I think th- that's that's something that I I have been I think this is part of my whole like whirlwind of in my brain right now is like trying to figure out what excites me now yeah um because what I think what has excited me for the last four years I guess has been doing this work as a, as a career mm-hmm. that has been the thing that has excited me at this point I think I've like just gotten over that <laughs> like I've gotten past I've gotten over the I don't know the, the mystique of it or whatever like it's just or like the, the surrealness uh, of like yeah like uh, the uh the hype I, I don't know there's a specific the word honeymoon I'm trying to phase yeah I guess so I I think I am over the honeymoon phase of like doing music full time and I'm trying to figure out now what really excites me um so I've been I think I've been in this phase of like getting back to my roots of like what excites me so I've been listening to uh music that I just haven't listened to as much in a while. Like I've I've stopped trying to force myself to listen to like new music, I think. And just like, I've just been listening to like young, the giant and hippocampus and all these old records from like, not old, but you know, records that I listened to when I was 16, 17, uh, and music was still just kind of this unknown void to me, like making music. Um, where those records were just super inspiring to me. Um, I've just been listening to that stuff and it has made me, um, yeah, it has re-inspired me in in the music that I'm making now of, of like, I think this is, I think I want to try to go for this sound again. I think I want, like, I don't want to. I kind of want to stop pressuring myself to like keep up with the times almost and just like give myself the freedom to say like, I loved that stuff. It was super inspiring to me at the time. I still love it. Let's do that. Yeah, dude. (laughs) And like, and who cares if it sounds like anything that's 
who cares if that was a sound that we've moved on from? Like, I don't necessarily love all the sounds of things, like the sound of things that are coming out right now. I loved everything about the stuff that was, it just seems like the late 2010s indie pop was just like peak. Mm. And I loved it. So I'm just going to do that now. And, and that, um, that has guided me, I think, into finding what I'm excited about. And like, I'm excited about the weekend coming up. I'm excited about the weekend that I had that passed. And I want to figure out how to do more of both of those things. Um, and I think that that's what has been really nice lately about having basically two other jobs right now, being the guitar shop and Matt. Um, between those two, basically my like bare minimum expenses are covered every month. So it gives me the like freedom to just say like, uh, Hey, don't worry about like, I want to be involved in this project. We'll figure out rate. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, like I just want to be involved and like we can work we're, we're going to work something out because this is exciting to me. Um, and yeah, it, it kind of makes me wish that I had been less stubborn about the music full time thing. Um, and just like gotten a part time job <laughs> way earlier, saved more money and, and just done things I was excited about more. And I, I don't know, it, it, that's such a, it's such a double edged sword because at the same time, I think that there is some truth in, in like saying because I was just working really hard and doing anything I could, it made me get really good at things really fast. My availability, I think, and, and I built up a portfolio and, and a lot of practice really quickly because I was doing things I didn't really care about. It made me get better and it prepared me for bigger things that I am having more fun with now. But, um, yeah, it just makes me kind of wish I did more like what you have done, which is just like, I feel like you have done a good job of just like pretty much just only doing for the most part, just doing things that you're excited about and personally invested in. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of reconnecting to that part of me and it's making me kind of, it makes me feel really appreciative for the situation in my, I'm in now financially where I can take a lot of pressure off of music to make money. Um, but, uh, yeah, it has, I wish that I had been there the whole time at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I've been kind of getting back to my roots and getting over myself, you know, I think that's been my big lesson lately. Dude, as a song, this happened to me the other day, like for the first time, a song came on the radio or not the radio, like like a shuffle, mm -hmm. like, and it was popular, had a lot of streams and I listened to the mix and I, and I thought for the first time, like, I could have done a better job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's never happened to me before. Like yeah. I was always like, I was always like this stuff that's on the radio. Like I, like it, there's something about it that like, I just can't capture. And then now I'm listening to stuff that's like blowing up 
And I'm like, dude, dude, some of these mixes are like real bad. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, uh, but I'm trying to think of what the song was. I think it was. I don't remember, but I just remember being like, I feel like a mix that I did a couple weeks ago like sounds better than this. Or I was listening to the mix I did for Cooper, and a song came on shuffle after it. And it like sounded like frequency wise felt mm-hmm. like very similar, and I was just like, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I'm doing the commercial thing, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and I think that's here's another thing I've I've learned more recently. There's such a wide range of what is acceptable mix wise, like sonically. It is yeah. the range of like commercially viable mixes is so much bigger than you think it is. I feel like it's Dude. just things sound so different. I mean, it's like you listen to like your mix for Cooper, um, and then you listen to like the new Olivia Rodrigo stuff, and you listen to like I don't know, Young the Giant from 2016, and then you listen to like Gene Dawson or something. It's totally different, totally, completely different. Even if you listen to the just like all new stuff, comparing Olivia Rodrigo stuff to other things that are coming out right now, it sounds completely different. Just like sonically, just it, it's uh, yeah, you can it has it has a. Uh, helped me learn to cut myself a break a little bit. Stop being as perfectionist, like with like overall balance sonically, just like do what feels good to me. Um, and I think that's part of going back to my roots is that there is a reason that I gravitate towards a certain sonic uh, balance, I guess, in, in my productions and my mixes, whatever. And instead of trying to force myself into a different sound, just like, just let myself go to what I gravitate more and just hone it in instead of trying to force myself to be something totally different. Um, because there is a place for my like natural sound, I guess the sound that I end up with. However, I don't even know how to like characterize it, but in, in, in my productions and mixes and stuff, the range of commercial mixes, like from muddy to super baked, like my sound is, has, is in good company. Like there's, yes. it has, there's plenty of room for it. Yes. Like it is very much in that range. Yes. I do not have to worry yes. about it being good or bad because there's such a large range of, <laughs> of that. And I feel like that's, um, something that another thing that people can kind of give themselves a break on you know that can i feel like that can either be super encouraging or like the most dangerous like thought process ever right too because it's like uh it's it's great to be like no like i have reached a threshold to where like my worst is still perfectly acceptable like in the grand scheme of like Good. I mean, not worst. I don't, I don't want like you can you can sleep at night knowing that your mixes your mix is fine, dude. <laughs> like right. like your your worst mix is probably gonna still be just as commercially 
acceptable, like as anybody else's, you know, but also like if you have to like have a lot of experience to think that, which you do, but not everybody does. Right. Yeah. That that is fair. Like you definitely have to, you gotta be real with yourself. Like don't just like listen to your song and then just determine yourself. Like that's, that's something that is affirmed. I feel like by clients, consumers in yourself, like Mm -hmm. that your mixes are like commercially acceptable, you know? Yeah. Within that wide, wide range. Cause I don't know, some 17 year old listening into his bedroom or listening to his songs in his bedroom is going to be like, I guess my mixes are good enough. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe, uh, yeah, I I think you should always reference. I think referencing is always a really good thing, but you can't get caught in the weeds of your vocal doesn't sound exactly like this one vocal that you're referencing because it's just a completely different singer. (laughs) Like it's just not going to, you're not going to make, you're not going to make, somebody sound like Samir Gadia from Young the Giant if they don't sound like Samir Gadia from Young the Giant. You, you know? got that guy <laughs> that you just showed me to sound like him. I know, he's, he's so good. Dude, I loved LA. Yeah? A lot. Like uh, enough to move there? Like enough to move there. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, well, I mean, probably not anytime soon. I feel like I'm just actually like starting to like do things around the industry here. Mm-hmm. But like... Yeah, man. Like it was, I feel like I could live somewhere and like walk like to a lot of places. Yeah. So I wasn't like worried about traffic right. really. Um, yeah, Cause I hate traffic, but if I have the option to like walk places, yep. like I don't care. Yeah. Same. I feel like no matter what you're doing in LA, you could be doing the worst job ever. You always have like the most insane view, like <laughs> <laughs> of like mountains and right. things. So like, like I, we would just be like driving to the grocery store and I'm like, this is the most emotional, like I've ever <laughs> been like driving to the grocery store. Cause here in Nashville, like, I feel like I'm just staring at buildings and trees. Right. And vandalized Morgan and Morgan billboards. Yes. Why would, well, do you know what's up with that? I don't know. They're, they're, they're in Florida too. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a thing. Cause it doesn't seem like anything's being done about it. There's a, there's a Morgan and Morgan board out here that mm-hmm. is like completely vandalized. Yeah, they were all over Orlando. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that's sick though. I'm glad you liked LA. Yeah, I, I definitely would want to be a lot more established before I moved out there because mm-hmm. I've heard that like once you move to LA, it's really hard to like get out of LA because it's like such a big move. Right. And like. I feel like if I lived in Atlanta and then I moved to Nashville, Nashville didn't work out. I would just move back to Atlanta and (laughs) it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's like... It's pretty low risk. But LA definitely feels like a pretty high risk. Yeah, like LA and New York because it's like, okay, well, like I moved all like across the country. Now, if I don't like it, I have to move back across the country. I'm not going to move to Utah. Right. Like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Or Vegas. Yeah, like... Well, like New York, it's like, I'm selling everything I own. 
including my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to be here for the next 20 years and yeah, never dude. leave. The amount of, like, to fit all the crap that I have in this room into a New York apartment is just stressing me out because this yeah. house is already tiny. Yeah. And a house this size in New York City would be, like, so expensive. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Yeah. So, I, Nashville seems like, even though I don't love Nashville, like, I think I'm going to be here for probably a couple more years, I'm guessing. And then hopefully, like, I'll be in L.A. Wow. By the time I'm 30, that'd be, that'd be great. But I loved it. I loved it. I didn't think I was going to love it. Yeah, I didn't think you would either. That's exciting. Maybe we'll end up there together. Dude, <laughs> we're just tied at the hip. But I feel like it's, we've worked together a lot, like, or not a lot, but it, it feels like, because Parker's record, mm -hmm. my EP, we're going to do the Foxhole thing. If you decide to take this editing gig that I've oh, yeah. spoken to you about yeah. for about five seconds when you first walked <laughs> in. Um, so maybe we do have to move to LA together. Maybe so. But you might be in D.C. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I've been kind of <laughs> needing to let go of a little bit is planning yeah dude. like going and letting go of control and like uh i'm really good at like idealizing and kind of like making a plan and like envisioning myself somewhere uh and when that doesn't happen exactly as i see it it doesn't go well yeah that's fair <laughs> so um yeah i've been kind of making myself let go of my ideal plan lately of like, well, a year from now, I'll just be in LA and I'll be making a lot of money and I'll have a Tesla. <laughs> uh, Tesla. That's such a dystopian, like, like marker of success. <laughs> Owning a Tesla. My Elon Musk car. I wouldn't own one. I'd lease one though. Dude, sure. I love Teslas. Dude. When I, well, I say when, because I feel like, I would like to own, I would like to have one at some point, but my first drive in a Tesla, I'm going to play Tesla live at Madison Square Garden. Oh my gosh. And just saying, daddy, he's daddy, got a Tesla. daddy got a Tesla. I really like I, my marker for success right now is like, I don't know what it is. I feel like <laughs> my marker for success would be like if if oh yeah here it is if a artist sent me a session and I didn't have a plugin I would just go buy the plugin <laughs> dude yeah <laughs> like I feel like that is the most like that is the the marker of like being a true like industry professional is if you don't have a plug-in dude i've kind of been on that vibe lately and it's hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like really I, I want to be doing that asap but there's also part of me that's like yeah you know you can't buy that dude, it's really hard it's just i'll get a session in and there's like one virtual instrument on there that i really i would i have no use for other than this project and there's no demo for it and it's like two hundred dollars i'm like oh is it worth it to like look really good for the artist and like say I just bought it. Say don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. Or, or do I text? Do I just 
text them and say, hey, can you just bounce this one track? <laughs> it's such a such a hard line <laughs> to, to ride, like, just to try to gauge, like, but, uh, yeah, that would, I mean, it would be sick. Dude, my, to, my biggest embarrassment as a producer right now, just because I can buy it, but I just don't want to buy it, is Melodyne. Like, that is my biggest insecurity because, like, part of me is, like, just sing, right? Yeah. Melodyne's great. But, like, or you could just, like, do another take and sing it right. <laughs> but uh, now, like, 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 when you sent me a Parker Sessions and it was, like, Melodyne had been used and I mm. didn't have, like, the med- Melodyne editor, like. Oh, yeah, right? I have studio I, in it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, I've been, um, another thing I've gotten over lately, subscriptions. You're done with them? You just want to own everything? Uh, no, I've gotten over being mad about subscriptions. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I finally just got... I finally just got Waves Ultimate. I'm on the 20... I'm giving Waves 25 bucks a month, and as much as I hate it, it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. I keep... Dude, Cooper keeps talking to me about this one Waves plugin that I, like... The Mondo mod... Like, oh, is it is that like a flanger or something? It's something. I don't know what it is, but he keeps trying to get me to buy it, and I didn't know if you had known anything. I I mean, I have it now, <laughs> but I've never used it. But dude, I've just gotten like, <laughs> it's probably I probably need to check myself on this. I need to see how much money a month I'm spending on subscriptions now. But lately, I've just been like, subscribe, subscribe. Like I have the SSL that, one that's now. <laughs> I have like I've had the Slate and the Plugin Alliance forever, but like I got SSL. I got Waves now. I think I'm gonna do the the Kush Audio one Are now. You like, Spark. Oh, I have Spark now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've just been just just click and subscribe on everything and it's been nice but i need to make sure i'm not spending too much money on dude i'm such a plug-in elitist like i freaking hate using plugins it is it just feels like the most uninspiring thing to like use a plugin and i've made a lot of money this month towards like buying new stuff but all the stuff that i want to buy is so freaking expensive yeah like like right now i'm at the point where like I could either buy a new bass, I could put a 500 series rack together, I could get a preamp, I could buy a new computer, mm-hmm. and I don't know which one to do. <laughs> like, I feel like my bass, I have like the worst bass ever. But well, it's, You make it work though. I, I make it work, but it's also like kind of noisy and it doesn't feel that great. And it's also kind of embarrassing. Like I really want like a nice bass, but also like my computer craps out so quickly. Right. But then it causes, but then that causes me to like use less plugins and I do more like tone shaping outside of the DAW, which has helped creatively. So I'm kind of like, maybe I shouldn't buy a new computer because these limitations are causing me to be more creative. Right. I could put together a 500 series rack, get a couple preamps. But then it's like I I feel like I'm kind of wasting some money just so I can have like the 500 series thing mm-hmm. where I could just buy like <clears throat> a Heritage preamp or like a Warm Audio preamp and not have to buy the chassis and like I don't know what I should do. It's been something I've been thinking about. I don't know. Can't tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to say you should drop you know four or five hundred bucks on just a, a new computer. 
Cause you can get a like a killer Mac for five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks, yeah. Just get a new Mac Mini for five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I've seen them on marketplace now. Now that the like the new chips are out, I've seen even the M2s for five hundred bucks on marketplace. But the one I have is even less. Like the M1, you can get the M1 for like 400 bucks if you're digging on marketplace you, you could probably get them for five to six refurbished straight from apple if you really wanted to no so. way i was looking at computers the other day and i was like totally willing and like ready to drop like 1500 you do not need to do that you do you, you don't need to here's here's a here's another lesson yeah for yeah <laughs> you do <laughs> not tanners. need to drop you do not need to drop 1500 bucks on a new mac right now unless you need to go portable like uh if you need a macbook that's a different situation but if you're just getting like a a studio computer you can get a mini you don't even need the mac studio like you can get a mini an m2 with enough ram and it's just insane it's amazing they're super cheap you can even get an m1 which is what i have and they're great for even less like for i don't know i mean my my setup now is the m1 mac I think we, did we talk about this last episode? Kind I of. So I have the M1 Mac Mini that I bought from Matt used for very cheap, cheaper than usual. But my other Mac that I had, I think I got for, I think I bought it for my Mac for my old one for like 700 bucks, which was a really good deal at the time. And that was an M1 with 16 gigs of RAM and the 256 uh, solid state drive. And then I bought a G drive solid state external drive for like 150, 160, something like that. And that, and I run all my projects off of the external drive. It's super fast and awesome. So that ended up, I ended up coming out of that with like eight with a total like 800 bucks. But now you could get the same computer that I had for probably four to five hundred and then you just buy an external drive as a project drive dude like five six hundred bucks have a computer that'll last you several years and never have any issues okay well now you just made it harder (laughs) because because i was originally gonna like go for made in japan base and then get like the warm audio like neve preamp Mm -hmm. that was gonna be good but then i was like i really should probably buy a new computer so now it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should. I shouldn't just buy anything. Maybe I should just save, invest it. <laughs> maybe, maybe though. I would probably go for a. Uh, I would probably go for a new computer, a new computer first, yeah. and then figure out what to do from there. Yeah, personally, my computer sucks. It's so bad. I'm surprised it hasn't freeze during. <laughs> it's doing well podcast. with these with these two tracks right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I've kind of run out of things to say a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I need to sleep. I feel like this was a like a filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> like like the in the in like the uh this is You like, have a couple really good episodes of uh, Mandalorian and then you have the one like stupid side quest with the characters no one likes. The filler episode. This this episode for me is like following a lesson I'm following through. Yeah. Like doing the podcast every two weeks. <laughs> right, dude. I, I forgot. Dude, this month has been crazy for both of us. Dude. I feel like 
the people that normally listen to this are also like too busy to listen to the podcast. <laughs> like I haven't heard anything from anybody like in a couple weeks. So yeah. I don't know. Here we are. Well, this one's a little shorty, yeah. a little easy listen, and just a little check in. Maybe I'll call it just checking in. Just checking <laughs> in. I I want to start doing. Uh, I wonder. I really want to uh, have Jack Silverman on the podcast because yeah. he's been asking about coming on and he's been like I think he uh, the guy he's playing for they're opening for One Republic oh sick at his like he's been doing stadiums and like playing like really cool shows and like always been on the road and I've had a few sessions with him and he's yeah I, I really want to have him on I feel like yeah. for the people that want to be working musicians like yeah. doing the thing yeah. that's going to be like a sweet interview yeah we have a well next one will be 15 if we want to do every five guests then our next one will be a guest if we want to try to pull it off yeah oh i also need to follow up with the penny and sparrow dude that i talked about no oh, yeah i forgot about that <laughs> ah. <sighs> so scattered it's all good yeah <laughs> well, that's the end all right um, clocking in at just under an hour social shout out yeah uh, you can follow us on Instagram at sessionnotes.fm. You can follow me at tanner.ledford. And you can follow me at herniprak. Herniprak. H E R N Y P R A K. You can uh, follow us, on, I think it's follow, on Spotify. Give us a rating. We have five star rating now. If you're not going to give us anything other than five stars, just don't mess it up for us. Yes, please. We're, we're perfect. Yeah. It, it looks great right now uh but also you know share with your friends is super helpful um tag us you know talk to us on instagram all the usual stuff um yeah and then we'll be back in two weeks if we remember <laughs> i feel like we're starting to more <laughs> we're starting to sound more like just jaded like live sound engineers <laughs> we talk about things i know we i mean 14th episode man we've been doing it it's kind of a lot yeah but yeah well anyways <laughs> good to check in bye everybody and uh, we'll see you see you in a couple weeks bye